0: Praise the Lord. And welcome in to another Sower of Seeds podcast. I'm your host, Ted Johnson. And as always, uh, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our kind and gracious, loving Heavenly Father, God, I just thank you, Lord, for, Lord, for just being with us, dear God, and, and, and caring for us, Lord, and meeting our needs. And, and God, just showing us the way that you would have us to go and opening up your word to us, dear God. Now, Lord, I pray that you would just take my mind and my lips, dear God, that you would just anoint them, dear God, that you would speak through me, dear God, the words that you would have, uh, the people to know, Lord, just Lord, and I ask that you would just be with the listeners, dear God, Lord, that you would just meet their needs, dear Lord, just wrap your arm of love around them and just be with them, dear God, and just show them the things, dear God, that you have, would have them to know, Lord, and just show them the path that you would like for them to to uh, to go on, and Lord, and and to and the will that you would have for them. God, just have your way in a great and a mighty way, and just be with me, dear Lord, and use me, for it's in Jesus' wonderful name we pray, amen, amen. We're going to be in uh, Numbers chapter 16. I know we started this mm, uh, two or three sessions ago, or episodes ago, but we're going to go back and uh, start all over it, and... uh, uh, I tell you what. As I was studying and reading and studying this, uh, you know, I, I, I've had to do some. The Lord, at uh, I've had to do some repenting, and ask the Lord to be with me, because as as I as I continue to go into this, I, I see how much that uh, I actually complained during the day, and how much did I uh, actually. Uh, I'm frustrated and aggravated, and and because really because of nothing. I just you know I can blame it on whatever you want to, but it's just it's just a simple fact that uh, it's, it's nothing. Uh, I I let Satan get the best of me at times. I get upset. I say, I say things I shouldn't say, and uh, you know the children of Israel as I as I read about them and study about them they. They were the same way, and they kept doing it over and over and over again, and the Lord kept punish, punishing them severely, and they brought the next day, and they'd, they'd go right back and do it again, and you know, we, we as children of God, we are the same way. If we will just look back over our lives and just look at everything in our life and how much that we complain about things that are in our life that we shouldn't be complaining about. Uh, and look what the Lord has done to the children of Israel. If that don't wake you up, um, <laughs> your wood may be really wet uh, because I tell you what, uh, it seems like that uh, for about the same thing that, the Lord that God took out a lot of the Israelites even the Levites and took them out Uh, I have done basically the same thing and you know the Lord the Lord don't work on a a grand basis like he did back uh, back in the children of Israel's day but he does work one-on-one and if we will stop and we will look back over our life and we will uh, figure out just exactly how much we complain and how much that we we actually, whether we want to admit it not, or not, but we blame God for some of the situations that we get in. And then we look at, at the heartaches and the trials and, and the, all the things that we're going through, and they'll probably coincide because, you know, we... We've got, to, we've got to calm down and we've got to understand that the Lord is in control of everything and everything that is happening is because he He wants it to happen. He's got everything under control and we need to trust in him and we need to follow him. And uh, as I always said, don't sweat the small stuff. Even though it, it, you think it's something big, really it's not. But let's get into chapter 16. And I'm going to say right up front again, please forgive me if I botch up these names because I'm, I'm not real good on pronouncing these names in the Bible. So forgive me up front. And that way I won't have to ask again. Now, Korah, the son of Azar, the son of Koath, the son of Levi, and Dawson, and Abram, the son of Elib, and on, the son of Pelleth, sons of Reuben, took men, and they rose up before Moses with certain of the children of Israel, two hundred and fifty princes of the assembly, famous in the congregation, men of renown, and they gathered themselves together against Moses and against Aaron, and said unto them, ye take too much upon you seeing all the congregation are holy, every one of them and the Lord is among them. Wherefore then lift ye up yourselves above the congregation of the Lord. Now then these men they they decided that they were they had gotten together and decided that uh, that they should be the ones that's in charge. Moses, with Moses, not you know, not boot Moses out, but they should be there with Moses, and they should be uh, held in just as high esteem and everything as Moses was, but because they thought they were just as good as Moses, but uh, and they they wanted to know why Moses thought that he he needed to put himself in this position to where he was better than anybody else. Well, in the first place, Moses. If you go back, Moses did not want to be in this position. He argued with the Lord for a long time, uh trying his best to get out of having to do this. But the Lord would you know you know how God is. When he sets something in his mind, it's gonna happen one way or another, or you're gonna get in trouble. So Moses had had come down to the fact that he had realized that he had made made God mad, and that God had made a way for him to speak to where he wouldn't actually have to speak. So he, he decided that, you know, the best thing for me to do is just shut up, go on, and do what God wants me to do. And that's what he done. He did not set himself in this position. God put him in this position. I did not put my posi- myself in the position of doing this podcast. Or God put me here and told me this is what he wanted me to do. So here I am. Am I the best? <laughs> no, not by a long shot. As a matter of fact, I, I consider myself the worst. But, you know, God thinks more of me than I think of myself. And I, I thank him for that. I thank him for his confidence and his trust in me. I just do what he tells me to do. And I say what he tells me to say, and you know that, that's all we can do is follow him, do what he says do, and say what he say, has us to say, and don't worry about the rest of it. But these men rose up with a hundred and with two hundred and fifty of the princes of the of the children of Israel. These were men that were high up; they were very renowned men. They they were princes in the assembly and people looked up to these men, so they all got together, well, not all of them, but most of them got together, and they went, and they went to Moses and Aaron, and told them, said, to, you know, you're doing too much, you're taking too much on yourself, uh, in other words, you need some people to help you, well, if you remember, uh Jethro, I believe his name was Jethro, anyway, it's Moses' father in law, before he left and went back home, he told he basically told Moses the same thing. You know, you're taking too much on yourself. You're 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 sitting in judgment of these people from daylight till dark and trying to do all these other things after you quit doing that. He said, You need to get you some men. Pick you out some men and Set them judge over 50 and judge it over hundreds and judge it over a thousand and uh, set them in a position to where all the little things, they they will come to the courts. And and if they go through all the different courts and they still haven't had uh, their case resolved, then it will come to you. And Moses was like the Supreme Court. He was the highest that you could go, and and whatever the Lord told him to tell you, I mean, that was final. Uh, You might as well accept it and go on because you couldn't go no higher than that. And he did that. So that freed up a lot of his time to do other things that God wanted him to do, like uh, go spend time on the mountain to get the... uh, uh, the plans for the tabernacle and get the Ten Commandments and, and to get the tabernacle set up and all the different laws, uh, set in place and the rules set in place and the different, uh, uh, sacrifices and offerings and things and get them set in place. And God is still handing down, uh, rules and I guess you call them rules and regulations. He's still handing those down to him today. And he runs into, or at this time, and he runs into situations of things come up that he has no idea what to do. So he goes and he seeks God and God tells him what to do. So it's not Moses doing any of this thing. Moses is just someone that is being used. And you know that, that is the the mark of a great teacher, great minister, a great evangelist, a great preacher is, they're not doing it theirself, but they are allowing God to work through them and to show them what uh, what they need to be speaking on, what scriptures they need to be reading, and then when we get to the point to where we're teaching and preaching, we allow God to take over and speak to us, and then we speak to you. Same thing with Moses. Man, every time if you if you uh, look and. The Lord said, "Spoken to Moses, and then Moses went and told whoever that he needed to tell. But he waited on the Lord to speak to him first before he ever said anything. As a matter of fact, if you remember, I believe it was the last week, the man got caught uh, picking up sticks on the Sabbath, and they took him to Moses and Aaron, and they put him in ward or, or jail. They uh, put him somewhere where they could keep him until... Moses could uh, get with God and find out just exactly what he needed to do to this person. So, you know, it's it's not Moses doing this. Moses is just someone that uh, ha- is very willing to let the Lord speak to him and to use him to do a work for him. And, you know, that's like I said, that's all. All ministers are. We're just someone that we allow God to work to us and, and tell us things to tell you. And do I like everything that uh, comes out of my mouth sometimes? No, not all the time. Because some of the things that God has to tell people is, is very harsh. And it's to the point. But, you know, I've got to, I've got to do it. And same with Moses. There's a lot of things that I'm sure that Moses did not want to say and did not want to do, but he knew that he had to say them and he had to do them. Just like when the man was picking up the sticks, God told Moses to, to for all the congregation to stone this man until he was dead. And I know that Moses did not want to go in and tell the congregation that we're, and especially the man himself that we're going to stone you, the whole congregation is going to stone you to death for picking up sticks on a Sabbath day. But see, God's rules are not to be bent. They're not to be, well, you know, I'm bored. I'm going to do it. No, if God says don't do it, don't do it. It doesn't matter uh, what excuse you can come up with so that you can do it. When the Lord says don't do it, you don't do it. Point blank <clears throat> no, 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 see and when Moses heard it he fell upon his face verse four and now verse five and he spake unto Korah and unto all his company, saying, Even tomorrow the Lord will show who are his and who is holy, and will cause him to come near unto him, even him whom he has chosen. Will he cause to come near unto him? Now then, uh, uh, Korah and the others went to Moses and they said, You know, you're know, you taking all this on, you're, you're too much on yourself, seeing that, seeing all the congregation are holy. Well, I beg to differ with him a little bit because if they were all holy like they were supposed to be, they wouldn't be 250-some of them in this uprising against Moses and Aaron. They would be uh, still be seeking the Lord and finding out what their own path and their own journey is and then letting the Lord lead them in that direction instead of trying to create their own. A lot of times, we as children of God, we, we want to create our own past because it is a whole lot easier for us to do because we like to do that thing that we have picked out for ourselves to do. You know, I would, I would, rather, I would rather be doing a whole lot of other things when it, when it all first started out and the Lord called me to preach. There's a lot of other things that I would, I would rather be doing than that. But no, the Lord said, "This is what I want you to do." He will He will not always call you to do what you are qualified to do, but He will qualify you to do what He has called you to do. And you know, we've got to understand that that maybe that by Him. Calling us to do something that we are not qualified to do. We're going to have to lean on him and trust in him a whole lot more to get this thing done than if it was something that we uh, knew how to do and are comfortable doing. We might do that, but we might get in self when we do that. So. You know we've we've got to be very careful, and we've got to be listening for the Lord and listening to just exactly what it is that He wants us to do. But you know these these men they they went into Moses and Aaron, and they were they were basically saying, "You need some help. We're the people that's going to help you. We're the one that's going to take over. All the congregation's holy, so you know we don't really need to worry about all that." all that stuff and everything, but we're gonna take over and, and we're gonna show you how it's supposed to be done. And the Lord decided, nope, that ain't gonna happen. And Moses told him, said, uh, tomorrow, said I want you all to show up. And we're gonna find out just exactly who it is that the Lord is are his and who is holy. We're gonna find out just exactly who belongs to the Lord who is actually a christian who is actually saved we're going to find out tomorrow and we're going to find out just exactly who the lord, lord has called to do a work and there won't be there won't be no questions in this do verse 6 take you censers cora and all his company and put fire therein, and put in- incense in them before the Lord tomorrow, and it shall be that the man whom the Lord does choose, he shall be holy. Ye take too much upon you, ye sons of Levi. In other words, I'm doing what I'm supposed to. Now we're gonna find out if you're doing what you're supposed to. And we're gonna find out just exactly who is holy and who is not holy and really you all are taking too much on you because the Lord has has not told me anything about me needing any more help or anything. But if we remember when we go back to the laws concerning uh, incense, the burning of incense, uh, if we go back to Exodus chapter 30 and verse 9, it says, and and uh, Lord told him, said ye shall offer no strange incense thereon, or burnt, nor burnt sacrifice, nor meat offering. Uh, neither shall ye pour drink offering thereon. Now this was the incense altar. It was to it was to uh, burn a certain type of incense. The Lord had gave Moses the recipe for this incense. And it had to be made a certain way. And that was the only incense that was supposed to be burnt on there. And it was supposed to be done by the priest. They were the ones that were to burn this incense on this incense altar. And also, the same incense, was. they had these censers. And they took fire off the altar. And they put in these censers. And they put this... um, I forgot the word. They put this um, stuff in it, and they uh, they took this and they burnt this. It's censer. In this censer, it's incense. They took incense, took fire off the altar, put in the censers, put incense on top of it. And if we go over to uh, Leviticus chapter ten and one, if we remember. Nadab and Abihu were devoured by fire because they took their censer and put fire therein and put incense thereon and offered strange fire before the Lord. Now then, strange fire before the Lord could could, uh, mean two different things. Is they either done this as a joke, they done it playing, they done it a prank or something like that or they put uh, some type of incense in those censers that was not supposed to be in there. But they did this and the Lord sent down fire and consumed both of them. So now then all the Aaron and Moses and all and uh, all these others they are uh, these 250 some men, they're all going to take their censers and they're going to put fire in them from off the altar. And they're going to put incense in them. And the Lord is going to basically judge between who is holy and who is not holy. And who is supposed to be in charge and who is not supposed to be in charge. Now listen, let me tell you. His judgments are, are harsh judgments. But let me the, one thing we have got to remember, that one of these days, We are going to sit and we are going to be judged by the Lord and his judgments are going to be true, they're going to be gentle, and they're going to be harsh. So we need to get ready for them because it's going to be a harsh thing when the Lord looks down at you and tells you that depart from me, I never knew you because your name is not written down in the Lamb's book of life. It's not going to be an easy thing to do is to stand there and look him in the eyes and, and basically tell him, him, tell you that you're not going to make it in but heaven because I don't know who you are. Your name's not written down here. You're not one of mine. So you're going to have to go off into the lake of fire. So, you know, just saying. And Moses said unto Korah, Here I pray you you sons of Levi. seemeth as it but a small thing unto you that God of Israel has separated you from the congregation of Israel to bring you near to himself to do service of the tabernacle of the Lord and to stand before the congregation to minister unto them. You know, I don't know how all the other ministers and Sunday school teachers and and teachers and um, anyone that is that is the Lord has called to minister. I don't know how you feel, but it really scares me to uh, bring a message uh, to the people. It re- it really concerns me because I know that this is this is a very serious thing. And I know that the words that I can say can either build you up or they can tear you down. Now, if I get in myself, I know for a fact that my words are not going to help you none whatsoever. But now when I follow the Lord and I speak as the Lord tells me to speak, I know that those words are going to lift you up. And my one prayer And my one concern is, Lord, don't never, ever let me get in myself and try to say anything to people that their lives are hanging in the balance. I don't want, oh, Lord, I mean, it it really scares me. It really concerns me because I know I'm going to have to give an, an account for every word that I said. Every word that I have said up to this point, in my teachings and in my ministering and everything, I'm going to have to give an account for. I'm going to have to give an account from every word that comes out of my mouth in my teachings from this point on. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to stand before God and I'm going to have to answer for every one of them, whether they're good or whether they're bad. And I I pray all the time, Lord, do not let me get in myself and say anything, please. Get me out of the way, put me over in the corner and you inhabit me and you speak through me the words that you want spoke, spoken, not what I want spoken. And it, it's it's not a it's a, it's a very serious office that the Lord has put me in. It's a very serious calling that God has put upon my life and I take it very seriously. Because like I said, I'm going to have to give an account one of these days for every word that I have said. And so I I want him to speak through me and I want him to use me because I cannot help you in any way that I know of. I I can I can offer you condolences. I can I can uh, I can. hug your neck I can do uh, every as much stuff as I can but really and truly when it gets comes down to it the only one that can save your soul the only one that can really heal your body the only one that can really heal your uh, your spiritual life and and patch you up and set you up on that solid rock is Jesus himself. I can't do that I cannot do that. But my Lord and Savior can do all things. And I can do all things through him, but he has to be in charge and he has to be the one doing the work. So no, it is not a small thing that the Lord has called me to do. It is not a small thing that the Lord had called the children of Levi to do. They ought to be tickled to death to be in that position. The Lord has set them aside for to minister unto the congregation to minister unto the tabernacle and that's all they had to do in other words they were they were around they were the ones that was the closest to the presence of God all the time and that's exactly where I want to be I want to be the ones camped right around the tabernacle I want to be camped right around my Lord and Savior I want him to I want him right there next to me every minute of every day because I need him. I need him. Verse 10. And he hath brought thee near to him, and all thy brethren, the sons of Levi, with thee, and seek ye the priesthood also. For which cause boast thou, and all thy company are gathered together against the Lord? And what is Aaron that ye murmur against him? He said... You have brought all these people together. And you are the one that that is seeking after the priesthood. You are the ones that are in line for the priesthood. But yet you come out against Aaron. And and what is Aaron? Aaron is a priest. He is a, a very consecrated child of God. He is, he was, he's right there close to Moses. And listen, children of God, we've got, we've got to realize something. When we get upset with another person, especially a child of God, when we get upset with another child of God, and we say stuff about that child of God, and we belittle that person, We are not only belittling that person and talking about that person, but we are also talking about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, because that is his son. He is a child of God, and when we talk about him, we talk about God. When these people came up and they came up against Moses and Aaron and started murmuring and and, uh, belittling them and everything like that, they not only done it to Moses and Aaron, they were doing it to God himself. So be very, very careful to what you say about anybody. It doesn't matter. Listen, we're all put here on this earth to do God's will. We were all put here, and God is watching over each and every one of us. He doesn't care if we're saved or if we're unsaved. God is watching over each and every one of us. He has got a job for each and every one of us. We, as human beings, we have the free will of whether or not we want to do the work or not, and whether or not we want to live for the Lord. We have that free will, but we are all Made by God, we are all His children. Some of us are just uh, saved, and we're on our way to heaven. But you know, man was put upon this earth to do the will of the Lord. That that's our one thing that we. And God will use you. It doesn't matter if you are saved or if you're not saved. If God can can't use the, His own people that is called by his name, if he, God can't use the Christians, he'll use the sinners to get his word out. And that's proven in the Bible in several places. God will use whatever. It doesn't care if it's a rooster or a donkey, a sinner or a child of God, a Christian. God will use something because the Bible says, if we don't praise the Lord, then rocks will cry out in our stead. I don't want no rock praising the Lord for me. So you know we need we need to wake up and realize who we are and what we say to other people. We not only say to them, we're also saying that to the Lord too. Hmm. And Mo number twelve. And Moses sent to called, Dothan and Abram, the son of Elib, which said, "We will not come up." See these these two that one of the ones that originally had called the 250, they had got together with these others and they they got these 250 and then, you know, strengthened numbers. So they went to Moses and Aaron. They didn't even show up. They didn't even have the decency after they got this whole thing started and everything to show up and back up the people that they had got together to go into Moses and Aaron. So, you know, Moses... Moses sent, told him, he said, You need to get out here. You know, you all started this thing. You need, you need to get out here. You know, a lot of people, they, they don't really, even today, I know this to be a fact, especially right now in the times that we have had. There's a lot of people out there today that they they don't want to get into the riots and the looting and all this stuff, but they do want to get it started. They want to get stuff started, and then they want to sit on the outskirts and watch all the mayhem and laugh about it. Look what i done, you know? And, you know, as a boy said one time at work, there was a guy come up to him and and they got on to him for spreading rumors. He said, now, wait a minute, buddy. He said, I don't spread rumors. He said, if I can't start one, he said, I ain't gonna spread it. So, you know, that's the way they are. They want to get stuff started and then they wanna sit on the on the outskirts and watch the outcome of it. And this this is basically the way Dawson and Elip was. They they got this thing started, now they're gonna sit back and see what happens. Well they they didn't come out of this and unscathed because they got in trouble too. And they told Moses, and said, it is a small thing that thou hast brought us up out of a land that flows with milk and honey to kill us in the wilderness, except thou make thyself altogether a prince over us. Moreover, thou hast not brought us into a land flowing with milk and honey or given us inheritance of fields and vineyards. Wilt thou put out the eyes of these men we will not come up. They said, hey, you took us out of a place where we had everything we wanted. There again, they're always going back to Egypt. They're always bringing up Egypt. They're always bringing up the good things, not the bad things. But he said, you brought us from a place that flowed with milk and honey to kill us in the wilderness. And then when we get to where we go into the promised land, the land that the Lord promised us, then you don't, you tell us that we're going to wander around the wilderness till we all die. So, you know, I'm not coming up here and talking to you. I have nothing to say to you. And Moses was very rough, 15, and said unto the Lord, Respect not thou their offering. I have not taken one ass from them, neither have I hurt one of them. And Moses said unto Korah, Be thou and all thy company before the Lord, thou and they and Aaron, tomorrow. And take every man his censer, and put incense in them, and bring ye before the Lord every man his censer, two hundred and fifty censers, thou also and Aaron, each of you his censer. He said... Fine, we're going. We're going to settle this once and for all. This, this is getting completely out of hand. We're going to settle this. So I want every one of us to go get our censers, put fire in it, put incense in it, and we're going to come to the Lord tomorrow, and we're going to find out just exactly what's going on. So they they got their their censers and they. They put the fire in them and they laid incense on them and they went to the tabernacle of the congregation and they gathered all the congregation against them at the door of the tabernacle. And the Lord, now here we go. And the Lord spake unto Moses and unto Aaron saying, see, Moses is not in charge of this deal. Whatever they think, Moses is not in charge. I am not in charge of nothing. God is in charge of me, therefore he is in charge of everything that I do. And that's what these people need to understand. And they gathered all these people together into the congregation. Moses and the Lord spoke to Moses and told Moses, separate yourselves from among the congregation that I may consume them in a moment. Here we go again the Lord is getting really aggravated at these people and and i I can't really blame him but I look back on my life and you know what Lord Lord's pretty aggravated with me I, the way that I see myself i like I said sometimes most of the time the Lord sees me different than I see me but if i was if I was looking down on me I would be really upset with me uh, because you know i'm 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 not perfect i fail i do things i shouldn't i say things i shouldn't i think things i shouldn't and it, it upsets me so i know it upsets the lord and the lord uh, the lord was getting very angry with these people and he he here again he is going to to completely get rid of everybody Just because of these 250-some people that uh, decided that they were going to go up against Moses and Aaron, God's going to get rid of everybody. So Moses went. He went and made intercession for them again. As always, Moses is right there making intercession. Let me tell you something. There is a man right now sitting at the right hand of the Father. His name is Jesus. And he is making intercession for you and I every moment of our life. He is always talking to the father about us. Every time that we go to God in prayer and we go through Jesus, Jesus is sitting right there talking to his father and his father is talking back to him and he's making intercession for you and I. The reason why that I'm alive today and I'm sitting here talking to you is because Jesus is sitting at the right hand of the Father, making intercession for me. He is He is taking care of me. He's watching out for me. The old saying is, He's got my back in everything. And I yes, I have to. I ask for forgiveness and ask God to forgive me a lot of times and tell God that I'm sorry for things that I've said, things that I've thought. I have to do this a lot. But you know, I have Jesus sitting right there beside the Father. And every time that I I come in and I say, I'm sorry, and I ask for forgiveness, he's looking over at the Father and telling the Father, said, Father, forgive him. Yeah, he he fails a lot. He stumbles a lot. And, And he gets down there, sometimes he gets down there and, and he wallers around and he complains a lot, but God, he 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 does a little bit of work for us. He, he's 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 pretty good person. So God, forgive him. Let's let's forgive him again every time he does this. This, you know, this. I cannot stress enough exactly how much that God loves us and how much Jesus loves us. We get to the point to where that we, we feel like that we are not worthy. God thinks we're worthy. Jesus thinks we're worthy. We are worth the effort. We are worth every every time that Jesus has to go to the Father and, and ask the Father for forgiveness for us. Jesus thinks we're worthy. He thought we was worth it many thousands of years ago when he hung up on that cross, and he still thinks we're worth it today. Even though we do, we we may slip up and fall every day, he still thinks we're worth it. But you know, God was God was really getting upset with the people, and Moses fell on their face, and he went he he went before the Lord, and he he asked the Lord, you know, not to not to kill the whole congregation. In verse twenty three. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the congregation, saying, Get you up from about the tabernacle of Koah, Dyson, and Abram. And Moses rose up and went unto Dawson, Abram, and the elders of Israel followed him. And he spake unto the congregation, Depart, I pray you, from the tents of these wicked men, and touch nothing of theirs, lest ye be consumed in all their sins. He, he God told him. He said, "I want you to get everybody away from these that have sinned. and get everybody away from them." Moses told the congregation, he "said These men, get get away from them. Uh, if you have anything of theirs, take it, and give it to them. Don't touch nothing that's theirs, because at, at, because you'll be consumed too." And then he told him. He said, "Now listen. This this is the way it is." He said, "If the Lord has sent me to do all these works, that I have done them of not, I have not done them of mine own mind. If these men die from common deaths of all men, or if they be visited after the visitation of men, then the Lord has not sent me." In other words, Moses said, "All right, if these men die." A a normal death or, you know, they they get sick uh, later on down the road and die. He said, the Lord's not sent me. You know, it's just, it's if, if they walk away from here today, the Lord has not sent me and I, I'm in the wrong place. But there's always a but in there. If the Lord make a new thing, you know, you've seen all the different things that the Lord has uh, done to, to chastise the people, but if the Lord does a new thing, and the earth open up her mouth, and swallow them up, with all that appertain unto them, and they go down quick into the pit, then you shall understand, that these men have provoked the Lord, and it came to pass, as he had made an end of speaking, all these words, that the ground Clave asunder that was under them. The earth opened her mouth and swallowed them up and their houses and all the men appertained unto Korah and all their goods. They all, the, the, the ground just opened up underneath them. They fell in this pit and, and it closed up back up on them. Their tent, their families, their wives, everything they owned, gone. In an instant, you know it, it's it, it's it's a harsh thing that the Lord had to do this, but it's it's the thing about it is, is these people have tried the Lord so many times, and they went up. They thought they were something real big when they went up against Aaron and Moses. Be careful! I say this again. Be careful when you go up when you go up against one of God's anointed, because it's not going to come out, it's not going to come out, uh, it's not going to be a good outcome. You're going, you're going to end up in trouble. And see the thing about it was the 250 men that went up with them, they was fire fell and consumed them. And Moses told Aaron, I believe it was, anyway, they. They got their, uh, speak, no, speaking to Elzar, the son of Aaron, Elzar, the son of Aaron, the priest, that he take up the censers out of the burning, and scatter thou the fire yonder, for they are hollowed. In other words, he tell me, he said, you go out and you get these censers of these two hundred and fifty men that were uh, consumed. You take these censers, and I want these censers. I want these to be. Uh, um, to take these and make a uh, broad plate for a covering of the altar. In other words, I want them, I want these put all the way around the altar and to cover this altar, because this way, when the children of Israel look at them, they'll know just exactly what happened and why it happened. You know, why does things happen to us? A lot of times it's, it's because, just like these men here, it's because of our own doing. Yeah, sometimes the Lord allows things to come against us, to test us, to try us. Sometimes we, most of the time, though, if we will get to looking back, we will find out that it's our own fault of what is exactly coming against us at this point in time. 99, well, I wouldn't say 99% of the time, but I'm going to say 90% of the time, when I get to looking, I'm going through things, and I get to looking back. It, it's my fault because of something I've said, something I've thought, something I've done, and I have not—I have forgotten to ask God to forgive me for it. It's those sins we do in ignorance sometimes that that gets really gets us and gets us hard. But I thank you all for listening. And I hope you all got something out of this, and may God bless you until the next time.